Hi and welcome to What's Next Rethinking Architecture. I'm Therese, your host, and for today's episode, my guest is a young architecture office from Oslo called Studio Tenef. I'm super excited for the interview, so let's get started right away and have fun listening. Okay, hi Daniel. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? Hi Therese, thank you for uh, inviting me to the show. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, right now i'm healthy and uh, good hope you hope you're doing well yourself i'm i'm pretty good thank you <laughs> pretty good <laughs> yeah okay um before we start the actual interview please introduce yourself who are you yeah uh so my name is uh, daniel I'm currently based in Oslo, where I am finishing my thesis at the Oslo School of Architecture and Design. Um, and uh, I started Studio Teneb in uh, 2020. So you could say that I'm in a kind of a transition phase, which is, uh, for me, I think is really exciting. You have many new things to learn, and of course, you are eager to to uh, test your skills after five years of uh, education. Mm -hmm. That sounds interesting. Uh, but we will come back to that later. And in general, we start with some warm-up questions about yourself. The first one would be, what's your favorite drink? Alcoholic, non-alcoholic. What's the favorite one? The favorite one? Um... So I, I guess I will go with the alcoholic then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think for me, it's um, nothing is better than a, a cold whiskey sour. Um, what about you? Do you have any favorites? I always go with gin tonic. I think gin you can tonic. always drink gin tonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice. It's safe. Yeah, but whiskey sour also really good. Good choice. If you could develop a new skill overnight, what would it be? It can be anything. Yeah, I think I will go with uh, teleport, teleportation. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really because good. have you seen have you seen the movie Jumper? Yes, yes, yes. that's so really good. Yeah, wouldn't it be great to just be able to kind of close your eyes and then you can, let's say, are you sitting in Germany right now? Yes, in Munich. Yeah. In Munich, so you could just. Uh, go and eat lunch in uh, Egypt on the top of a pyramid and then you could uh, teleport your way here to Oslo, have a coffee with me and then go back to your studio. It would be really a freedom. That would be really awesome. That's yeah. a really good answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite hobby besides architecture? Or is architecture your hobby? Uh... No, you have to have hobbies, I think, mm -hmm. uh, or else it will be just uh, one track of line. But for me, I think um, music has uh, always been uh, really a part of my um, my life. And uh, I have been playing the guitar with my... I have a twin brother, mm -hmm. and we have been playing together since we were about 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, yeah, you just experience a lot of uh, faces um, 
we have been uh, we have been punks we have been playing heavy metal uh, playing a lot of indie jazz now i'm really into uh, the brazilian music called bossa nova oh, it's wow. really great so you kind of discover new sides uh, of yourself all the time which i think is really nice do you publish the music somewhere youtube Spotify. No, no, it's just no, it's just uh, for just yourself. For me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, you are a really young architecture office, as you mentioned um, earlier. You found it in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. What's your philosophy? So, um, for me, I think. Um, I have to have a clear idea for a project to make sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea should be kind of expressed in all aspects of the project, from uh, the structure to the smallest details. So I always kind of strive to make architecture as one. And, um, and um, um, for me, structure is the rawest expression of architecture. So I think um, I think that structure has a poetic value, uh, and it is not only the body of the building. Uh, it is an expression of forces. Uh, the construction of the building should be, uh, for me, I think it should be a manifestation of the core idea uh, of the project. Mm -hmm. That's a really good answer. Do you work um, besides your work for your own studio on a freelance base um, for another studio? Or can you live right. from the work for your studio? Right now, I, I don't work for anybody else. Uh, mm -hmm. But as I said, I am uh, finishing my thesis at school. So yeah. uh, I have uh, support from uh, school and also I work at my school. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, when, when opportunity comes, uh, I do work freelance for, uh, for other offices. Where do you find your clients? Right now, I have. Do you uh, have? Do you have I, already I have, clients, uh, <laughs> or is it in the? <laughs> right now, uh, I am my own client. But I have, uh, for instance, uh, built a little project for uh, my sister, which is uh, you can say that the client is family. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, as a young architect trying to um, start your own studio, I think you will have to. Kind of be like a fisherman. You have to um, uh, try to reel uh, some clients in, and the way I try to do that is to um, kind of invest in myself, be my own client, and mm -hmm. draw the project I want to attract uh, and gain the experience I want to have. Uh, and I think this is a nice uh, way of doing things because then you also uh, learn a lot about how to present your work, how to communicate, uh, all these things. That's true. The content you have on Instagram uh, is really beautiful. The projects you publish there, really Thank beautiful. You. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, how do you start your design process? Could you describe it by means of an example? 
How do you start? Do you have a set of rules or do you have to free your mind first? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I think uh, for me, it's uh, a lot about finding uh, fascination in the project, uh, something to give the project uh, a deeper meaning somehow. And, uh, and this fascination should have something to do with an understanding of the task. So uh, it varies a lot from project to project, but um, having that fascination, I think, is uh, what kind of leads me through a project. And uh, I think that is what makes architecture really interesting, that you you have to study and uh, imagine life from many different angles. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, say you will um, draw a kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Then you have to imagine uh, the life through a child's eye, understanding their core needs, how they play together, if they play alone, um, how to make them feel safe, um, they are feeling enthusiastic when playing together, maybe they're sad. All these things are about emotions. And uh, architecture for me is uh, a lot about emotions, but also the, the children, they will spill food, make a mess. Uh, you have to clean all these practical things with which... Um, which also could give the architecture really its expression. So you already answered, you kind of answered my next question. <laughs> What's <laughs> yeah. the most important thing in all your designs? Or is there a special feeling or atmosphere you would like to transfer through your designs? Is there a certain experience you would like to, um, you would like the visitor to perceive? It depends, um, right? Yeah, yeah, it depends really because... Um, But uh, then how do you do that? Through materials or how would you do that? I don't have kind of a specific feeling in mind when I want my building or that I want my buildings to express. But I try to design buildings in a way that allows the body to have different sensations. Um, getting because we we sense our surroundings through our body um, by stimulating our senses we get more into a present state of mind we experience um, we experience our surroundings and and most of the times we are um, focusing on what's happening inside our minds Uh, especially now with uh, all this noise around technology and um, there are just so many things which takes away our focus so for me um, I think what is really brilliant when you kind of walk into a church mm. you uh, at once you're just present just uh, switch And uh, it's because of your senses, uh, they're being activated. It's this really um, change in acoustics, uh, in, in maybe uh, temperature, all these things which just um, get you to be present. And I want to, I, I don't want to make buildings which are like churches, but I want you to um, feel something. That's a really good answer. 
I'm gonna listen to it again after after stopping the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, what means being an architect for you? Um, can I call myself an architect, even though I don't ever want to build something? I think in, I don't know how it is in Germany, but in Norway, um, architect is not a protected title. So practically in Norway, everybody can call themselves an architect. Um, but but uh, I don't think there are um, that you should be or that architect should be linked with a person that builds something um, i think there are lots of tasks for architects other than buildings for instance hosting a podcast <laughs> or um, <laughs> regulating cities uh, teaching yeah it, it's just a really broad profession um, mm -hmm. and for me being an architect is um, kind of uh, being connected to creation um, we humans we are gifted with the ability to imagine ideas and then being able to manifest them into reality and mm -hmm. i think that is why i do this um in germany the title architect is protected um, it is Yeah, you cannot call yourself an architect. You can say I have a studio or a design group or whatever, but yeah. you cannot call yourself an architect. Okay. And do you think we have to um, rethink the term architect also in terms of breaking down those deadlocked office structures? Because I think a big problem is where all the creativity gets lost It's because of those structures. Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? Um, I think it's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> because to be able to rethink the term architect, I just have to be understanding what it really means, if you know. Mm -hmm. um, because it has so many meanings. And uh, but, but what you said about uh, kind of the structures and how we work and those things, I think... Um, a lot of creativity and a lot of time goes to waste uh, over communication uh, also between different um, different groups in the project say for instance you are communicating with an engineer or with um, um, the people which is uh, which are actually going to build the project mm. these things uh, often happens by mail and back and forth and Uh, it would be really nice to kind of work together more closely as a group, uh, sketching together with uh, a carpenter or just having this more um, not so formal, uh, like really informal, personal uh, discussions. Um, yeah, I think viewing what an architectural office is could be Uh, not just containing uh, architects, it, it should be uh, multiple professions, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, an architect is like a creative problem solver. <laughs> That's um, nice. And the future architect has to be architect, designer and researcher all in one person and creating more 
in an interdisciplinary team. But how would you do that in your studio when you're really starting? I think I, I don't want to be uh, this really complex person which has all the responsibility, if you know. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to have a group of people which has their own uh, kind of superpowers or specialities and then um, for instance um, I'm not that good in research or it, it gives me I think it's a hard thing to do um, I'm more about uh, maybe self-reflecting uh, mm -hmm. and then uh, maybe some other people in the team um, are really good to, uh, in that direction and uh, somebody else has their uh, specialties and I think uh, that is what makes uh, groups so um, important in our uh, profession. I, I don't think uh, we should view ourselves as this one person which uh, is kind of uh, 10 professions in one <laughs> because that's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> we, should be, we should be more focused on designing uh, good buildings, I think. Okay, that's a good opinion. Um, how do you feel about remote work? Would that be possible in your studio? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, now uh, being a part of this uh, special period with mm -hmm. the pandemic and all, I think uh, it just shows us that working remote is uh, really possible. Uh, just connecting with people across the world, it's not so hard that we we can... We can uh, I actually have done two competitions uh, mm -hmm. with uh, teams uh, that uh, when I was in Norway, the other uh, the other person on the team were, were in Switzerland, for instance. So uh, we didn't meet each other once during the process, and uh, we didn't need to. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think it's uh, I think it's uh, really possible, but. Uh, For me, just uh, the, uh, being able to sketch on a drawing or sketch on somebody's idea and back and forth with sketching, I think that um, is a bit lacking. Mm -hmm. The direct communication of uh, drawing. Yeah, and do you feel like there is a lot of time getting wasted, all those back and forth with the person who's not in the same room? Because this, this is an argument that a lot of people um, bring up when it comes to remote work. That it's way easier if the person just could come over to your desk and um, tell you what to do. I think that um, what is really nice when you're working together with a group or a person is that when you have this dialogue and um, you are throwing ideas back and forth, you start to get in this uh, really good energy. Mm -hmm. um, and then you create beautiful things. And and I, I think that's a bit harder to do when you're taking it over, for instance, Zoom or other platforms, because then then you have, have this uh, barrier of technology, uh, yeah. which is stopping you, kind of. Um, so, but but uh, I think uh, we're, we're there in not so many years. It's just about developing the tools, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, living and working, do you think those two parts of life will continuously 
mix up more and more. So you work where you live or you live where you work. <laughs> <laughs> so that we're uh, not going to leave our homes anymore to go to the office. That it's not that uh, hard border anymore between those two parts of life. It would be uh, exciting to see how when this pandemic is over, mm. fingers crossed, then um, it will be exciting to see how things are turning. But I think uh, people will like this kind of uh, freedom to yeah. be able to work a bit at home if they want. And um, but but uh, as you, uh, as we spoke about earlier, working in groups, being together with other people yeah. is just something you cannot uh, argue about. Um, there are so many benefits, but. Uh, yeah. But the freedom, I think uh, people will really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though those are really horrible times, <laughs> I think um, it's also a really interesting time and a time with a lot of chances to develop something new and a new way of living and working. So mm -hmm. I think there's also something positive. Yeah. Even though sure. it feels horrible. <laughs> Yeah, sure. But uh, I also are optimistic because we, as humanity, we get challenged and then we have to make new solutions. Mm -hmm. And regarding the current situation, do you think there will be future building tasks for large public gatherings like universities and colleges in the future? Or do we have to rethink this whole um, large public come together thing mm. yeah um, that we create a new social together a new form of it I hope we can kind of um, solve this in a good way but uh, but I think uh, making generally uh, making flexible structures or structures um, which has possibility to change um, or um, kind of um, um, studying how to um, make not permanent installations inside buildings which mm. can give the building a new purpose and then you can take them away and it can completely change. I think this is um, a lot of possibilities around it. Mm. And what do you think will be the new normal? In case yes. of... In, in terms of um, when we're done with this pandemic situation, will we go back to the, to the old normal or is there a new normal way of living? Uh, way of living. Um, I think the way of living will be... Uh, maybe we will go back uh, to where we, we started a bit, but I think we will also... Um, Kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I think it depends on, on, on who you are. If you like to have mm -hmm. um, work uh, and live together, um, uh, you, you may be doing that more in the future. Uh, if you think it's just a mess, you will, uh, you will divide them. Uh, but I think in general, just making, um, making uh, buildings which allows both is, is nice, not kind of shaping really how you would live 
just having mm. uh, the person choose uh, is, uh, I think, a good way to handle it. Um, last question. Yeah. What is architecture for you personally? You already mentioned some things, but mm -hmm. maybe you can give me yeah. one answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, will, I will say that uh, architecture is my work. Um, it's, it's my profession. Um, my pride and craftsmanship. Um, when that said, uh, there are all these other things uh, in life which are important to use time on. So I think just um, that we architects are often so concentrated on performing. So we have a tendency to treat our bodies poorly. Uh, we work ourselves into stressful lives. And uh, I, I don't think it has to be that way. Uh, there are many other things which is nice that we have to enjoy as well. That sounds good. So yeah, it's it's a work. It's it's uh, the profession, but it's um, we have to not drain ourselves. Yeah, that's true. But most of the architects are it's an ego thing sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, it's maybe maybe and also it could be also it could be uh, that you're working a place which uh, completely kind of uh, underestimate what working hours uh, means during yes, a task so true. you get you get 10 hours to do something that requires 20 hours yeah uh, but that is another story <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can discuss that uh, on our next interview <laughs> yeah that would be great okay daniel thank you so much it was thank great you having me. you on the show Thank you. It, it was, was a pleasure. Uh, pleasure. Okay. What are your plans for today? Now I am uh, going to go outside. It is uh, beautiful weather here in uh, Oslo. So uh, just enjoy, uh, enjoy the Saturday. That sounds great. I will probably do the same. Thank you so much, Daniel, for taking the time. And that was What's Next Rethinking Architecture for this week's episode. I hope you guys had as much fun as I had listening to Studio Tenef. And as always, please leave a comment. Until next time on What's Next. Ciao, ciao.